Hey folks, this is Brian, and you're listening to the Mission Sicily podcast. Hey everybody, it's Brian down here in Sicily, and today in the studio I've got with me a good friend of ours, Stefano, visiting from Torino, uh, down here in the deep south, visiting on-site, on-location Mission Sicily, uh, together with me and Gino. Welcome down south, Stefano. How you doing today, brother? I'm doing great, and so I'm very happy to be on this podcast today and share, you know, the great things that God is doing through our friendship. And I mean, and also it's great to visit Sicily, you know, it's like to come to this land. Yeah, you were actually here once upon a time. I was living here when I was a kid, like three years. Oh, you were? Yes, I did the the primary school, just the first and second class. But we were here for three years, yeah, in Catania. In Catania, okay. (laughs) Well, welcome back. (laughs) You've been here down a couple times now, and we've enjoyed uh, having having you down here. So... On, on today's episode, what I thought would be fun is to talk a little bit about the evolution of mission and the momentum that we're gaining uh, in mission. So we're going to have a, a bit of a, a story time sharing about how God has um, put our individual uh, paths onto a shared partner path uh, together along with, with Gino, of course. Um, and so to do that, I thought, well, Let's start out just about Mission Sicily, and then I'd love for you to share, because um, I've been able to witness your journey of faith from kind of a fixed position, still in in ministry, but leaving that position, stepping out in faith into full-time missions, uh, a missionary just living by, by faith and doing things that you felt compelled by God to do and how that faith has translated into our, our partnership and it's, it's fueling now, uh, mission Sicily. And I think we were talking even yesterday, you've added such an incredible missing piece that, uh, that Gino and I needed down here and we're grateful for that. So does that sound good to you? A little bit of story time and we'll talk about what God's doing together with those things mixed, uh, mixed together there. Yeah, it would be fun. It would be great to to share. So let's do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, if you are tuning in uh, and you haven't been part of the the previous episodes of Mission Sicily, uh, maybe you know a little bit about the story. I'm just going to give a, a quick overview to talk about how we find ourselves here, and then Stefano to share some of his journey, and then. You know, I, I would love at least by the end of this, after we've we've talked about the partnership that's been gaining some momentum, where we feel like God may be leading us in the next year. I think that'll be really exciting. Okay, let's start back ten years ago. Now, actually, yeah. ten years ago uh, this month. God, uh, you know, <laughs> pushed us out of the nest, so to speak, um, and we came over here to Sicily, moved lock, stock, and barrel, and after about a year or two, visiting different churches, trying to understand the, the, the climate and the culture here in Sicily, especially within the evangelical community, we found ourselves at Gino's church, the youth pastor at that church. And it was interesting. <laughs> I think I, I mentioned this to you yesterday, the day before. It, it took probably a year for uh, Gino and I to really find our footing together. Um, not, not because of any kind of incompatibility, but just because there, there have been a, a slew of missionaries come through, especially here in Sicily, and uh, e- either they weren't focused on the Sicilians themselves, they were focused on refugees and things like that. And, and we're going to actually talk about that a little bit. But, you know, that wasn't our focus. Or um, they, they focused on their ministry platform and what they were bringing in from the outside that they felt called to, to kind of import 
here. Well, it didn't always work out so well. <laughs> Missionaries have uh, left uh, a lot of wreckage, spiritual wreckage over the years. And Gino was, was very aware of that and a little, let's just say, wary of uh, another missionary, you know, coming through. I, I, you know, I've said this before to those listening that 90% of missionaries coming through uh, Italy, they only last about three years or less. Mm. Um, To get past that three-year marker, really takes uh and we've we've actually seen that here even even recently it takes a lot of uh intestinal fortitude <laughs> it takes endurance it takes patience um and it takes yeah a lot of a lot of faith and and even as as you've stepped out over the last uh, couple of years and you, you you've you've felt that even as an italian living yes. here all your life uh, stepping out in faith in italy is yeah, it'll test your it'll test your gumption, man. So, uh, Gino and I uh, we we kind of fell in together finally, and uh, he kind of let his guard down and actually started talking to me, which was great. We're we're actually going to have him on a video. We're going to try to shoot tomorrow. I'm excited about that, um, and he'll get to share a little bit of his side of things. But um, after after we had agreed on what our DNA would be which is, and, and everybody who's been a part of Mission Sicily can probably rehearse this, but we are making disciples, planting churches, and building bridges of hope. Um, that is our, our spiritual DNA. That's our, our mission. Uh, what we want to see, the vision for that is, is an expanding uh, team, group, movement of disciple makers, leaders emerging who are becoming the planters of those churches and these evangelical communities no longer being isolated and alone, but really integrated into the society uh, around them. And so fast forward, um, we began, you know, teaching, we began a Bible school, we began uh, doing lots of things internally inside of the church. And then after about four or five years, Gino became the, the, the pastor here, and we started planting churches in other towns around Bel Paso. We were on our second town and with eyes on our third city uh, here to, to plant new communities of faith, Bible communities of faith going through kind of a discovery Bible process and introducing them to who Jesus is and, uh, you know, scripture and all of that. And then COVID and all of that hit (laughs) and a lot of our operations shut down. And I I remember going back to the States for a year, dealing with some family business. And as I was talking with you and, and Gino at the same time, we began seeing a bit of a shift in how God was, um, calling us to, to, I don't know, to operate in the next season. Things that occurred during COVID forced us to, uh, do things in a certain way and, and reassess and reorient ourselves. And one of the things that you've added to our, our mix, and then I'm going to pass it over to you, Stefano, but one of the things you've added to our mix is, is emphasis on the, the practical side of disciple making, but not just to make disciples, but having disciples who make disciples and, yeah. and, a, and really a, a movement with an emphasis on simplicity and practicality and getting out there and actually doing it, uh, which is exactly what we needed. And so I want to pause my story and, and the Mission Sicily side here and, and rewind a bit. Because uh, we crossed paths years ago, and w- one of the things that I've been able to witness in you is you you had that kind of fixed ministry position, but your heart wasn't actually in the things that you were doing in the the ministry, and it prompted you to uh, or you you came to kind of a, a crossroads where you had to make a choice. Are you going to keep yeah. doing ministry the way you were doing it, or are you going to take a step of faith, get out of the boat, get out of the comfort zone, and and start walking the path where you felt like God was calling you to walk? So I'll let you pick up there. And uh, yeah, so tell, tell us about stepping out of the boat and what happened after. 
Yeah, I mean, of course, it's it's uh, we we have to at one point, you know, make a decision in life. You know, it's just one if you want to follow Jesus or not. And sometimes the challenging question is like, do we really know what doesn't mean follow Jesus? What's the radical word following means actually? Okay, so that's that's something that uh, I've been questioning in my life, and uh, just jumping out of the boat was really radical. And that's for me happened because one guy, I mean, really, he come from the states here in Italy and discipling me like Jesus did with his disciple. So my story is all you know rooted in disciple making, look at Jesus' life, and I remember that was a kind of a preparation period that seeing Jesus' life that he grew up, you know, as a child in Israel and in and being a family and uh, learning how to live among his people. And, and for me, it was a kind of, you know, a preparation period that God was shaping myself, you know, it's like, and how he, 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 which kind of competence and skills I need, you know, to grow and do the work he prepared, prepared for me. And actually that ministry position has before, God used that to put me in contact with people that uh, was investing in my life. So, you know, the, the cool things is like uh, the story of friendship with, with uh, you, Brian, and Gino was a kind of, you know, uh, life. I mean, relationship is key for disciple-making movement. I, I have a, a lot of relationship that God put on, on, on my journey that uh, helped me to, 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 to grow and to grow as a leader in the movement, you know, and to understand, you know, which is my calling in life. So, and then you get to that point that God is clearly telling you. I mean, that's for me happened on Sea of Galilee. You need to go and make disciple. I mean, that's that's it. So it's something that uh, I don't know. I God shaping me. You know, it's like heart of action. And I I study economy and uh, I study you know uh, you know business and I love action. You know, it's like and 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 just always you know looking you know strategize you know how what's look like. And when I discover the uh, um, underline you know in the gospel you know the strategy of Jesus says actually there is something to do here. And I, lo- I love the word, I don't know how to say in English, like pra- uh, practicology, how you say that? Uh, no, uh, theolo- praxology, <laughs> Praxol- yeah. I love from, it. <laughs> from the theology to yeah. the praxology, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's right. <laughs> and so th- that's that's was my, my when I step out of the boat and just, you know, following uh, Jesus and, and just be focused on the movement, that's the, the biggest challenge was a kind of, you know, how I feed my family. You know, it's like we, we, we proclaim that God provides, but what is in my heart? That was the challenge. Right. You know, it's like that's <laughs> the biggest challenge. Because you went from a, a fixed position, yes. essentially a job, yeah. right, where you get yeah. paid to do yeah. ministry work in yeah. a certain context. But that context didn't really give you the freedom to pursue disciple making like yes. you wanted to pursue it. And yeah. so you left that job completely disconnected yeah. from that so that you could invest yourself full time but without a support base yeah without uh, a, a covering without i mean you you really like it was sink or swim i mean you yes, or, or walk i guess yeah. <laughs> sink or walk and you walked i mean yeah. you're you're still walking so yeah. <laughs> what what did that i mean obviously i and and we were friends already at that time yeah. and i remember yeah. talking with you about that about you know hey look uh, and and ironically we've had the same conversation probably you and i over the last year here with gino yes yeah. now he's gone through that and we'll get to that in a minute but yeah. the the idea I, I think at that time that we were encouraging each other in is whether you've got a full-time job with a fixed income and you know it's paying the bills and you've got a salary coming in or whatever or you've got absolutely nothing zero stability zero that you can count on 100% risk in either case you've still got to walk by faith yes it's yeah. still a walk by faith whatever god has called you to do and and that faith is going to be rooted in obedience yes and absolutely. so you got out of the boat responding to the call lord if that be you call me out on the water and and you did okay yeah. so let's pick up yeah. i can tell go? you that i can tell you this walking on this water i get wet a lot of time so <laughs> so, there's a lot of wind and a lot of water yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a lot of time but the, the, the thing is like uh, you know sometimes people says i live by faith you know it's like really we need to make a clear difference between live by faith and live by hope because we live by faith when God clearly spoke, speak to you and says, you need to do it. You need to go. And that's living by faith. You trust his word. You trust it. And that happened to me in Luke 5. In Luke 5, I, I'm just struggling, you know, it's like what I need to do. And Luke 5, when Peter ran to Jesus and 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 Jesus looked at him and says, don't, don't be worried. I mean, just go and fish for men. 
And that moment, that morning, I still remember in my in my heart that God, Jesus, telling me, "You need to go, Stefano. I will, I will, I will uh, provide for you." Wow. And he did. He did. And I, wow. I mean, it's like it's an amazing way he did. So I just want to encourage who is listening. If God is speaking to you, you need to be obey, be bold, and obey and do it. And uh, and so that's when I say we're living by faith because we we are people listening to the, wo- the voice of God. That's that's very important to underline. So and that happened to to me over two years. It was a two year process because you ch- you you struggling. You ch- you you discuss with the Lord and you tell you are you, are you sure what you ask me to do? You know, <laughs> I will say I will never speak in front of everyone, anyone. Sorry, because I was shy. You know, so I I didn't like to to talk to people. I didn't like to engage people in conversation. But I saw how God was good, and He equipped me to do the work He gave me to do. So that was amazing. And and I mean, it's just like I think the the process of you know just just spend time with the Lord, just be in His presence. Be it's the main part. And and when He, he speak to you, you clear hear His voice. And you just need to obey. And and then He He will He is faithful, and He will do it. There's a there's a really radical mm, simplicity there of of being in his presence, listening to his voice, and obeying what he tells you to do. But it seems like there's and I, we don't have to go down. This might be a yeah. bit of a rabbit trail, but it seems like that's where we get caught up so many times. And I know for our mission down here in Sicily. We we were teaching. We went through five year a five year Bible school program, uh, and we had people graduating from all five years. We were we were teaching. We were doing formation. We were developing, and, and uh, but I don't know that we were really equipping so much for disciple making outside of the confines of the local church. And ironically, the the lockdown that came here in Italy during COVID forced us to reevaluate, reassess some of our processes. And while we were planting churches as part of a disciple um, emphasis, it wasn't set up to be a multiplication movement. It was really me and Gino going out into these new towns, maybe taking one or two people along with us, but we weren't equipping everybody in the church to do disciple making. And so we weren't set up for multiplication. And that's really where me coming back and rebooting uh, Mission Sicily in July of 2021, so two years Mm -hmm. now, that, that we've been back on the field and reintegrating what you uh, and how, how God's equipped you and your wiring and your emphasis and your walk of faith and your journey, your process, all of that yeah. together with me and Gino down here and what we were doing. It really reoriented that where we had been, you know, if you can look at like a triangle, we've got make disciples, plant churches, build bridges. But planting churches was kind of at the at the top of that triangle. And it's like the triangle rotated a little bit. So where we've got as the spearhead disciple making and and again, it's making disciples who make disciples and, and that's inside of the church, equipping our folks to make disciples outside of the church. So it's not just me and Gino out there on the outside and everybody else is warm and comfortable on the inside of the church. And now flowing from that, as you come down those two sides of the triangle, we've got as a natural outworking the planting of churches and the building of natural bridges and and the church isn't be, being isolated at all. So could you speak a little bit to that? What what have you as the DNA and as you as you've seen our growth and transformation as a as a local church here in Sicily, what have you noticed or what does that look yeah. like to you that that change in our emphasis? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first things I want to say, Brian, is like we. I think together you are working really to make it simple, that everyone can do it. So just like if if we want to see multiplication, there is something that is you can repeat. You know, often you know something simple that everyone can apply, and that's come really from a a very simple leadership uh, uh, style that is a directive style. That when people are new in doing something, they don't know what to do. 
So we need to make them simple, how to make disciples. And all the stuff that we are, discuss, we, we are using in, in, in the church and in Mission Sicily, it's coming from really to the life of Jesus. So that basically, that's, that's the main point. I think I, that the, good, the cool thing is like that bringing to the table, you know, for myself, be very practical. I mean, my, my gospel is very practical. And, and I ask questions, you know, to challenge people to think through things because we have a, always a spiritual answer in the church. But then I ask you, okay, how you put in practice this stuff? So how it works? Yeah. So that's yeah. the main point. And young people, especially if you talk to young people, they don't, they don't need theory. They need practice, practice it. So they need to know what doesn't mean the gospel in my daily life. So I don't know how, how much you want to go in detail on the practice of it. It's like, but basically, it's like uh, the, the simple answer is like what Jesus did, we, did the, we are doing the same. So we try to do the same. We, we just want to copy and paste Jesus' life. Uh, and, and then we talk about, we use a tool that is a four-child disciple, you know, that basically, where are you in your journey with Jesus? Where Jesus is challenging you right now. So if you, if you are far from Jesus, you are sitting in chair one, you are lost. So it's something like uh, we need, to, and then we ask the people, People in the church, what you do with the lost people, and just like sharing the gospel, they need to receive Jesus, and 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 so how we do, we we go in the practical things, how we do it, when we do it, what's the main things that we need to do? Pray for them, pray for the lost. You know, it's like and actually do it. And yesterday night we we had the time, you know, with the young people and and ask a bunch of questions, like and we end up, you know, talking about disciple making process and say, hey guys, who want to start to do that? And someone raised their hand. And says, okay, now I'll ask you a question. Now I want to come with you. So what we do? What's the first thing we do? And they have hard time to answer. And I understand that. So we need to lead the way. We need to help them to do the first step. And they get excited. You know why, Brian? Because they will see God working around them. And they will do it. Yeah. No, it's really great. Uh, it, we, we've had a lot of conversations both about business and about ministry over the yeah. last few days as you've been down here. And one of the things that keeps coming back up, a recurring theme between us is uh, if the goal isn't clear, the execution yeah. can't be very clear either. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get messy real quick. Yeah. And yeah. so the more clear we can make the goal the more clear our action steps can be to get us to that goal. And so just like you're saying with, with the young people last night, making those steps super simple really helps to clarify, okay, well, this is the next thing that I'm going to go and do. And, and you know, we were also talking about, because we grew up in the church, you know, your, your parents were in the ministry, my parents were in the ministry. We've been around this stuff a long time. One of the things in the 80s, 90s, and into the 2000s uh, that was super popular was having a, a uh, I guess an approach, a process, a gimmick, whether, you know, it was in the eighties with a, uh, a Christian t-shirt or a, a bracelet or some kind of a, a bookmark, or I don't know, just something that kind of, you know, attracts attention and opens a conversation. And those things are fine. We're not saying those things are bad, yeah. but when that becomes the disciple making process, something's failing, something's missing, something's wrong. And, and we, we relied on those tools to open the conversation. But what it seems like nowadays, what we've done is we've, we've diminished or gotten rid of those uh, gimmicky tools because people have a nose for when they're being sold <laughs> something, when, you know, it, something's just a, a formulated uh, elevator pitch, you know, kind of uh, a sales gimmick, a sales uh, pitch. They know when they're being sold something. And so we, we've diminished or gotten rid of those things. And we're emphasizing that assessment process now um the the tool that you just mentioned um we we have a, you know the acronym uh using the 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 uh, the name of christ you know or the the title christ and and we've used that as a as a way for us to assess where a believer is in in his or her journey with christ and and producing a disciple maker and yeah. the assessment tools are really coming back to in, in that uber simplicity of just where are you with your relationship with Jesus? 
What does that look like every day? Are you in love with him? Yeah. Are you in love with other people? Does, yeah. does it motivate you? Are you are you moved with compassion? Are you moved with joy for the mission that he's given you? And and those assessment tools become the metrics by which we help and encourage each other in the life of believers and disciples to continue being disciples yes. above all. And then as a natural outworking, making disciples. And and you're seeing that. I, I'd love to hear, uh, I, I know that you're seeing this both in evangelical circles uh, in the North, as well as, you know, coming down into Tuscany, you're doing some work there uh, among businesses. And, and just, yeah, speak a little bit about the, the different contexts where you're actually seeing fruit and results like that happen? Well, you know, the, the every context have a different language, you know, and every culture is a different language. So in Italy, we have different culture. You, you, you are not all Italian, it's all the same. So in Sicily, is one culture, in the north, is another culture, in the sport, is a culture, in the business, is another culture. So there is different language, you know, it's like, mm. and so the, 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 the vision is like to see disciples who make disciples in every environment in our society, and every, every environment have different culture. So the, 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 the unique things is like is the same strategy that we see in Jesus' life if you look at John 1. So and in John 1, 26, it's written that Jesus was among the people. So the first thing is like, even if you do in the church setting, you like even a church, the, the church needs to have a vision. Like uh, uh, Viva Vangelo, the church has a vision to reach all Belpasso. You know, it's like, so you need to be among the people. So the question is like, okay, how we are connected with these people? Like uh, for me doing the disciple making the business world, the question is like how I connect with them, how I incarnate with them, just the incarnational mission. So Jesus did that. Jesus was among them. You know, it's like, and then the next day in John 1 is written like that John the Baptist was pointing to Jesus and he are the Lamb of God. So once we get in, in this context, you know, how we point people to Christ. But it doesn't mean to preach on the head of people without having no relationship. So we point to Christ how we live out Christ in our life. Natural, nat naturally, we have a relation with people and we are disciples. We walk the, the kingdom uh, principle in our life and then we show Jesus first in our behavior towards people. And then what we do, we pray for them. So you just want to pray for the people. It's like and it doesn't matter if you work in, you are reaching, you know, your 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 neighborhood with, with your church, or you're reaching the business people, you're reaching sport people. You adjust the language, and, and then you want you pray for the lost there, and then God open the door, and you are able to share the gospel with them. And Jesus, in the next day, he invited the disciple come in. Check, check, check it, check who I am, you know, come and see, you know, it's like, that's the invitation that we do, we, we do for people. So th th there is a, I would say there is a common path because Jesus had the clear strategy in every kind of, you know, context in the Northern church, in the business world here down, down, down in the South. The, what changes the relational strategy, how we connect with them. You know, that's that, that's the key part. So that's a strategy question that we need to ask to ourselves, how we connect with people. But, Everything starts with our time with the Lord. Love God with all your heart, your mind, your soul, and then go, go love your neighbors like yourself. That's the key. I would say, if you know that there is a different guru around, you know, talk about different kind of topic, I would say this is our secret. Love God first. That's, that's, the, that's the main thing. Love God first. You secret ingredient. That's yes, great. But it's not secret. Everyone knows that. But sometimes we miss the point that Jesus needs to be our love, the number one of our life, and all the, all the other things will happen. Yeah, no, it's great. You know, we we were talking too just about the the evolution of uh, of a church. We were, um, uh, you know, talking about the the trips that we took here over the last few months. Uh, Gino had gone to Israel with his wife Deborah, and uh, actually, you were supposed to go to Turkey, yeah, uh, and you couldn't go. And then, you know, I, you passed that invitation to me, which thank you again. <laughs> it was it was life changing. Um, and so I got to go to Turkey, where we visited the the seven uh, cities, the seven churches, where uh, John had written in the Book of Revelation. And of course, those cities, you know, if you were to go back in time and rewind a little bit from from that writing of those letters to the seven churches um you know these were churches largely planted by Paul Apollos 
Timothy, Silas, Barnabas, you know, the, the, the team that was sent out from Antioch. And, and so in that planting uh, of very famous churches like Ephesus, um, you know, it, it, it just, just thinking about Ephesus in particular uh, brings so many things to mind, which we'll get to in a second. But uh, in, in that planting of the church, then we, we fast forward years and years go by and we see that Paul's writing to them. And then years and years and years go by and John, uh, you know, in the book of Revelation is writing to them. But we're seeing this evolution of the church. And, and it's interesting what Jesus comes back around and says through John to Ephesus is go back to where you started. Go back to your first love. Yeah. And that and that's exactly what you're saying. If we've lost that, if we get trapped in the the gimmicks and the methodology and the and the well, I'm gonna take them down this path, you know, scripture and I've got to give them these five colors and tell them what each, you know, if it's all just methodology, we've lost the love of Jesus for us that then motivates us out in compassion. And and I think that's one of the things that we've noticed, Gino and I have noticed in our people here, there's an enthusiasm and an an excitement growing when they're having these conversations. Because when when we make that invitation of come and see, it used to be before, let's say before COVID or years ago, it used to be come and see the church, come and see, and I'm going to introduce you to the pastor. And we make that handoff and kind of wipe our hands from it and go, okay, Gino, here's your new disciple. Have fun, you know, making disciples. I'm going to, you know, go back and I'm being a fisher of men, so to speak, because I'm just bringing a guest to church. And, and, and now we've going, okay, okay. That is not what we, we want to see happening we, we want you to be out there meeting with them. And the come and see is to come and see Jesus. And so let's sit down and have a coffee. Let's, let's find a rhythm and a way to converse and have those conversations. And let's go deep. Let's see what you're searching for. Let's, let's talk about how he is searching for you. Let's connect you to Jesus and give you that same love and the same passion that I have found in my life because he loved me first and now I'm loving him by loving others, and so uh, they're they're coming into uh, the you know faith and personal yeah. relationship with Christ before even coming to the church. Sometimes, in fact, uh, just even tomorrow uh, Sunday, we're going to have some baptisms uh, in the church, and these are folks largely who did not grow up in the church. They are not from our fold, so to speak. These are, you know, these are these are the result, the first fruits of a generation coming up now in our church who are out there making disciples in the marketplace and in the community and nice. in the society, in in the coffee shops and and in you know in their homes and in their neighborhoods, they're out there making disciples and they're bringing these to the church, going okay. They're they're ready to to embrace fully and to publicly acknowledge. There and and this isn't the result of you know Pastor Gino's great discipleship or great sermons on on Sunday. This is the result of people out there making disciples. This is what yeah. we want to see, right? I mean, this is this is yes. what all of this effort has been about. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, and yeah, just yesterday, uh, listening the story of you know young people are discipling other people and see their eyes, you know, exciting, you know, yeah. to do that. It's uh, was very encouraging. You know, it's like you what know, was we Luca was... telling you last night? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's uh, he was just like you know starting to disciple another young guy that and uh, and he's it's we ask him you know how things are going and so so the guy is exciting. I mean, just to just to see that actually we can be and do disciple. You know, it's like how Jesus did it, so we can connect with him, you know, like, and then the other leader, Ruben, he says, like, uh, it's incredible to see the humanity of Jesus help us to understand him deeper what does it mean follow Jesus. Mm. That's a win. 
that's the Holy Spirit showing them, you know, it's like who, who we are following. And so it's, it's another it is another way of, you know, leading your life and how, another way to be a disciple. I mean, it's not a new way. It's the only mm. way. But for <laughs> us, it's only new, right? It's it's the way that he showed yeah. us, that he demonstrated, yeah. Yeah. that he modeled. Yeah. And yeah. and I, I like that. I mean, that that's a big part of what you've brought here and that, you know, the, the modeling that I saw out in Turkey on that trip uh, because it's part of the same group uh, that you've been a part of and that has been discipling you is the model of Jesus. And and there's an emphasis. Uh, I, I won't say an undue emphasis. There's a balance there, but there's an emphasis on the humanity of Christ yeah. because sometimes we think, oh, well, he was the son of God, so he can do that, but I can only do this much or this part. But when we emphasize, look, he was fully human and fully divine, we can do the fully human part. And we yes. can follow in his footsteps. And that's actually what he he asked us to do that. That's yeah. what he said to do. And so part of the metrics then, because we're talking about methodologies, the, the methodologies of how we're approaching or starting a conversation and that elevator pitch and that sales thing has kind of gone away. But what we're emphasizing now is that uh, the, the metrics and the methodology and the, the praxology, again, the model that Jesus gave us, and we're looking at, okay, well, in the, the, the ministry life of Jesus, we saw him in this phase emphasizing this with the disciples. And then in this phase, he began uh, you know, cultivating this in them, and then he was sending them out by themselves, and then he was, you know, and then he was, and then he was, and we're, we're using that modeling to then go, okay, well, then how do we then participate yep. in that same process and the same modeling? Is there a different, better way? Um, no, no, it's exactly what you said. I mean, we, we should say all the time, why you do what you do? And we reply, because Jesus did it. That's it. Yeah. We don't need to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I always says like, there is nothing new to do. Just only one thing, just follow <laughs> Jesus. It's yeah. it's so simple. I mean, and sometimes, you know, if Colossian is written like that the, the treasures of knowledge and wisdom is hidden in Christ. Paul says that. That means that we need to invest our time with Jesus. We need to spend time with him. I mean, that's the key part of everything. When people ask me questions about how to make disciples, I, I point them to the only guy who can give them the answer, Jesus. So, and, and, and the question is like, are you willing to spend time with Jesus? Yes or no? Because if you are willing to spend time with Jesus, then you will see disciple making happen. If you're not willing to spend time with Jesus, let's talk about something else. Yeah. Because it's, it's, all, rooted, it's all rooted there in our relation, loving relation with the Father. That's it. And Jesus showed us every morning was waking up to, to seeking the presence of the Father, seeking this loving relation with the Father to understanding, which is the next step. And just be loved by him. That's 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 the main things. This the only the only things the disciple clearly in the gospel ask Jesus, teach us to pray. Yeah. They see the secret that everything Jesus was doing in their perfect, loving relationship with the Father. Yeah. And it's almost like we're asking ourselves daily, am I being a disciple of Jesus? And we're asking ourselves that before we're asking, am I doing the things a disciple would do? Am yeah. I making other disciples? Yeah. We're asking that first in, in proper order. You know, we, we even talked about it today, having the, the, the horse that draws the cart. It pulls the cart. It's the power for the cart, yeah. not the other way around. And, and so we're, we're looking at that going, okay, what is my private life? What is my disciple life? with Jesus like? Am I in love with him? Am I, am I feeling his love for me? Am I expressing then that natural reaction? The outworking of that is that love for other people. And, and I, I love that you've brought that, um, that emphasis and, and you're helping us with those metrics of assessing what that daily life is like. And this is something that Gino now is, is kind of living and breathing because, you know, uh, you've had that, that out of the boat experience years ago. And now uh, both of us are able to kind of come along somebody like Gino, yeah. who left uh, officially, you know, as of the beginning of this year, his full-time job 
and stepped out of the boat. And you think, well, he was a, you know, he was already doing a, a full time as a pastor. Yeah, but he had to support his family. And the church doesn't give anything here to uh, to the pastor, and so um, he was working to support his family. But even that, you know, was running into some problems and some trouble. Just being able to to get paid for work that he was doing, and this is a problem, systemic problem here in Italy. A lot of people experience that. And and at a certain point, he kind of came to that same crossroad that you came to, and that I went, you know, I went through myself years ago as well. And and we had to make that decision. Am, am I ready to step out of the boat and just, you know, and maybe not everybody has that kind of uh, crisis moment or crossroads moment, but for certain people, depending on what God's asking you to do at that juncture at that time in your life, he may be calling you to step out of the boat yeah. and, and walk by faith. And so Gino has done that. And I, I tell you, we had that same conversation of, look, whether you've got the full-time paid job uh, or you've got absolutely no job, but you're being obedient, you've got to walk by faith. Because, you know, there's a challenge if you've got a stable income that you rely on the stability of that income as your rock. I mean, that's your that's where your faith is. You know, that that's yes. the temptation. Yeah. And and at the other side, it can be really scary to step out without that. And so, but either case, you've got to walk by faith and be fully obedient. And so now we're on a journey walking alongside Gino, going through that same thing. He's in month number five or six now of, of walking that out. But as he's doing that, he's seeing so many new kinds of gospel conversations that are opening up and ways that he's able to equip other leaders in the church now to equip their uh, people that they're over, that they're leading to be the disciple makers. And so we're, we're actually truly seeing for the first time here in the history of this uh, 50 plus year church here in Bel Paso, we're finally seeing the fruit of multiplication for yeah. the first time. And so I just praise God for that, that he's caused our, our paths to cross and he's allowed us to journey together for this time. Uh, who I hope for the rest of our lives, we'll see yes. how God has designed everything. Uh, that would be my desire and my plan. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see where, where he calls each of us and how, as he leads us. But, wow, I'm so excited uh, for this next season. So I'd, I'd love to hear just, you know, as we're, as we're kind of wrapping up this episode today, what do you imagine as, as we've, we've kind of, we've gone through a little bit of the evolution here, what God has done, the momentum, the multiplication that's coming out of this now, uh, really for the first time in the history of this uh, really historical church for Italy standards, this is a very old church yeah. and we're seeing God revitalize, bring it to life produce fruit, disciple makers, multiplication, all of that. What do you imagine for the rest of this year or even next year as God's calling you personally uh, to do? Well, I mean, it's uh, the, the, my, my prayer is like, of course, like that uh, we can see the same story that happened, you know, the Jesus write the story in, in the church, Vivo Vangelo, that we three of us can really support, equip and, and launch, you know, another pastor, lead pastor in another church to see another church moving to be a ministry, to be a movement. That's my dream. Because I see the combination of three of us, we have different gifts that we put on the table, and we work very well together. And so I'm I'm praying to see that the Gino will be full funded, you know, quick and soon, that he can really can have less, you know, um, let's say uh, thinking, you know, a worry about these things. Even even I mean, as a dad and as a father, I understand that, you know, you Brian understand that. So it's like it's challenging, you know. It's like, but I mean, there is such potential there that I'm really looking for, and I am expecting to see the glory of God. You know, it's like uh, it's around the corner so mm. our story together learned that there is god time we just need to walk in faith and just be obedience it's a long journey it's a long game i would say you know in disciple making yeah. but now right. we are seeing the fruit now we we see and then we say thanks to god that they allowed us to see this fruit but really i just i, I want to see you know, another church that can be equipped uh, and then we can really come alongside we need another, another lead pastor like gino like he has a vision mm -hmm. loving jesus and he really want to reach you know uh, his city for for christ so that's that's my my yeah. prayer 
That's awesome. And and tell us a little bit about GM. So you've got a, a ministry, and, and G, Gino and I actually came up just a few weeks ago to Turin, and we were with you and a group of others that are part of an emerging um, movement, let's say, of disciple makers, yeah. making other disciple makers. Yeah. What What is that group that uh, ministry about and what are you seeing now in other towns like Mantova and uh, and others and it, they're in Turin as well yeah yeah I mean I can say right now that we are see finally multiplication because I mean it's it's been like five years six years working that so GM that's mean great commission in Italian it's an alliance of movement a leader of, of the movement so it's like it's a people are called you know to see disciple who make disciple in a specific field mission field that called by God. So now actually we are working out from a, in the church setting with, I mean, without this team, me, you and, and Gino, there is a, another couple that uh, they have another team that work in the church setting. And I personally doing movement in the business world. And there's another leader that it's working among young people. And so the, the, the idea is like, it's, it's pursuing the vision of disciple, make disciple in every environment of society. So GEM is really literally a, a, a movement of movements. And, and so, and, and, uh, and during this, this kind of alliance, we will seek you know, to support, equip, train, and encouraging and pray for leaders, you know, and just to be together in this movement. So, okay. and, and the idea is like, we want to we wanna own, you know, this movement together and just be part of the same uh, global movement of Jesus. So that's, that's what, what we, we are thinking, you know, and we are pursuing in GM. I love it. I love it. Well, that's awesome. And, and, you know, Gino and I here, we're praying about what the next season of Mission Sicily uh, is to look like. This is something that I, I want to pour into for the rest of my life, uh, as long as God allows me and gives me breath and strength and resources to do so, to continue uh, seeing other pastors like Gino being raised up. That would be uh, what I've got in my vision for the future, new leaders, even like we were talking about last night, people like Ruben being raised up to uh, continue that multiplying yeah. uh, function, the multiplication of the movement um, in new spheres, just like you're saying, in, in different sectors, whether sports or business or in the church or outside the church in the society, wherever people find themselves. And I'm super excited about that. That's that's what we've been driving towards, um, you know, for, for a decade now here in Bel Paso. And we're finally seeing some of the fruit. And I'm, I'm just, I, I love that you're a part of that, brother. I love your DNA, your heart for, for, for Jesus and, and in love with Jesus and how, how that's being shared here in this community. God's taking something from the extreme north of Italy putting it together with something in the extreme south of Italy. Yeah. And he's allowing those things to kind of grow and emerge. And who knows, you know, we, we've been talking for a while about uh, something like uh, Mission Italy coming out of this. Um, I, I don't know exactly, but it, those things are coming. And we're trying to be sensitive to the timing of that. And, um, you know, one of the ways that a lot of missionaries get into trouble is they jump too soon into something because there's emotion or finally yeah. some movement and it takes so long to get there, but they don't see it through to fruition and, and a stability phase uh, where it can grow on its own. And, and I don't want to, uh, to do something premature yeah, but you know, as we're inviting people to pray into the movement, definitely pray for Gino, uh, for the support raising. Uh, hopefully, we'll be coming back to the states either later this year, November, or early next year in February. Uh, we're waiting on some family things. He's got elderly parents who uh, are in ill health, and we're just looking at the situation to be wise with that. But and, and then there's your support raising uh, that's still happening. And and so I just want to I want to help people understand if you're sowing into Mission Sicily, you are having an impact 
in the life of, in the ministry of Stefano and, and Grande Mandato in the north. You're having uh, an impact in the life and ministry of Gino and Vivo Vangelo uh, here in the south. Mission Sicily is, is having an impact on the building of, of the facilities here in the church. But if you would like to participate personally beyond what you're doing already with Mission Sicily, there is a way that people can connect. And so on our website, missionsicily.com, there is now a page for Gino where people can actually see uh, you know, pictures and, and get a bio and understand a little bit more about him. And there's a way for people to participate financially directly with him. And coming soon, there will be a page for Stefano as well. And people can uh, connect and interact directly with you. And uh, I, I, I love that people have such a heart for this. This is something, you know, I'm not doing this hoping that people, I mean, people have actually asked me, how can I give directly to uh, Gino and how can I give to Stefano? And so again, if you're already participating with Mission Sicily, but you want to do something uh, to impact these two men and their families, they both have little ones at home, they're married, have little ones at home, uh, you're impacting their personal lives, you're impacting their ministry, um, you can do that as well. So anything to, to say about that or to help us wrap up this episode today? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like, uh, uh, I was thinking like uh, the, the work we are doing is like was a kind of investment of time relationship trip, you know, calling, encouraging and, and crying and laughing, you know, it's like it's all part of the journey. So and so if we have we find people with the same heart understanding that disciple make is life. So it's not a job. It's our life. It's what we are doing. So if you want to really want to have part of that impacting life that lasts long, I mean, we want, if you want to invest in the eternity, I mean, I really want to encourage you to be part of what, what uh, God is doing here in Italy through Mission Sicily, through Brian, Gino, and me, myself, that really can last long. But you need to be ready to see the glory of God. I'm sure about that. So we, we can, uh, we can, we can, we, I, I, you know why I'm saying that, Brian? Not because we are good. Not because we are great leaders, just because we're really seeking Jesus and do what Jesus did. That's why I'm, I confident say that, and that's why I just I mean, the only the only the only the only reason I can say that is because of Jesus. Yeah, I love it. No, I love it. Thank you so much, Stefano, for being a part of what we're doing down here um, and allowing us to participate. As I said, you know, Gino and I were just up there a few weeks ago. We're participating uh, in what you're doing even online in some of these groups that have been created. Uh, we're getting rhythm and patterns to follow, multiplication happening, movement among leaders of movements. And uh, it's just such an incredible joy. I am so thrilled that God allows us to do stuff like this. It, it's something that I think all three of us feel this is what we were made for. And yeah. what a joy to to be able to do that together and yes. and to just walk in, in unity uh, and, and yet celebrate our diversity and how each of us has parts that complement the other. And, and God's allowed all that to come together to, to build a synergy and an, it just orchestrated something beautiful between us. I, I'm so glad to be able to call both of you my brothers in faith and, and in life and in this journey. So thank you uh, for thank you. participating in all of that. And man, can't wait to have you on the show again uh, in the future. And hopefully I'll be back up to Turin soon as well. And we'll get to do another one of these podcast episodes. Yes. In the meantime, go to missionsicily.com. Check us out online anytime. And uh, again, you can find a page for Gino and for Stefano if you want to learn more about them. All right. God bless you, brother. I will talk to you soon. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And we will talk to you again soon yeah. as well. Bye-bye. Bye. Ciao, ciao.